may be seated. Tonight I'm going to preach to you from John chapter 9, and I want to share with you a story of an incredible guy that probably a lot of you have overlooked. Just as he had for many years, many, many, many years, he was led to a place, a place where he had sat day after day after day. His friend had led him. And he moves through the crowds, people not noticing him, bumping into him. The place where he sat to beg and wait. He had no expectations of anything because he'd lost dreams long ago when he was a little boy. Since he was a child, he'd sat in this same place doing the only thing he could do to earn money. Blind man, sir, please. I'm blind, sir, please, I'm blind. Please, sir, I'm blind. Nothing special ever happened. He just learned to survive. He knew not to expect Other people experienced things, but he learned not to experience. The only thing that he got out of life was listening. He had ears, he could hear, couldn't he? And as the people walked past, he would hear the clink of the coins falling into his bowl, and he would hear the conversations. He got to know people by their conversations. He knew the Pharisees, the way they spoke when they walked past him in their religious jargon. He knew the normal people. He knew all the gossip around town. This day was no different to any other day. Just then a man named Jesus and his disciples were walking past. What was that? He heard something. What was it? They're talking about me. And the disciples asked Jesus, this man who's sitting here blind, is he blind because of his sin or is he blind because of the sin of his parents? He kind of didn't understand that. See, he didn't understand that in Exodus 20, verse 5, that the weight of sin was that the curse would come to the third and fourth generation and the sin would be visited on the children and the children's children for three to four generations. He didn't know that. You know why he didn't know that? He wasn't allowed in the synagogue, not people like him. They weren't allowed to mix with the religious people, not people like him. Because why? Because he was a second class citizen. He was blind. He was born blind and therefore he was cursed. They judged him already that his sin or the sin of his father or mother was on him. He was cursed. Therefore, he was not allowed in the synagogue with the religious people. And the disciples said, is it his sin, Jesus, or is it the sin of his father or his mother? Why is he like this? And Jesus answered, neither. This has happened 
so that this man may glorify God. What was that? What? What did he say? It wasn't me. It wasn't my parents. I've lived with that shame my whole life. They've judged me. They've pointed their fingers at me. I'm cursed. What did he say? He said that this has happened. That I, I, me, no, he's, he's got to be mistaken. No, you don't understand. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a destiny. I, I, I'm a no one. But he said it. He said it. Hang on. And hope started to rise up inside of him. You mean this could be? I could be used for the glory of God? What's that sound? What's that? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening now? He's speaking again. Jesus said, I've brought light onto the earth. It's only a short time that I have. I must quickly bring light. Bring light? Bring light? Bring light to my darkness? You already have. You already told me that I'm a somebody. You've already told me that I have a purpose. What is that purpose? How can I fulfill that purpose? What is it? Tell me. Jesus and his heart is beating. His heart is beating. His thoughts are racing through his mind. Who is this man? Jesus. Something about him. When he speaks, I feel like I'm a somebody. When he speaks, I feel like I'm not a blind beggar, but I'm a somebody. What's he doing? I, I hear him. He's, he's playing. That's dirt? He's playing with dirt. Spitting? He's spitting? Go. Go and wash yourself in the pool of Shalom. The pool of Shalom? That means scent. Shalom means scent. I've got to go. I've got to do whatever he tells me to do. I'll do whatever he says. I'll go wherever he tells me. Help me, help me. Help me find the pool. Help me find the pool. And he rushes with the help of his friends to the pool. Reaches to the cool water. Splashes his eye. Once. Twice. Three times. Mark's go. Falls away. Slowly. He opens his eyes. It can't be. It can't be. 
I can see. 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 I can see quickly a crowd comes around him. He hasn't even got time to process what's happened to him. The crowd are around him. They're yelling. They're screaming. They're poking at him. Is this the same man? Is this the man? This can't be him. No, that's not. It can't be him. This doesn't even look like that man. This is the beggar. It can't be the beggar. Do you know what? When you've had an experience in God, you won't even look the same. They won't even recognize you. It is me. It is me. And I'm a somebody. He said I've got a purpose. He sent me. He opened my eyes. He he put mud. I don't know what happened. He put it on my eyes and I can see. They rushed around him. They scurried him. They pushed him. Come with us. Come with us. You've got to come with us. He's being pushed along. And then he's standing before the Pharisees. What did he say? This man healed, blind, now he sees. Impossible. I've seen him out in the streets, beggar. I've walked past him many times, worthless, useless. Tell us about it. What happened to you? I don't know. I don't know much about this stuff. You never let me in here. I don't know much about it. I just know this. A man named Jesus was walking past me. He got some mud. He spat on it. He put put mud in my eyes, told me to go wash, and I can see. That's all I know. Who do you say that he is? A prophet sent by God. Call his parents, call his parents in, get his parents. I want to know if this man is real or not. Income parents. Is this your son? Yes, sir, it's our son. I don't know about you, but if this was my son, if this was my son and he was born blind and now he could see, I'd be kind of excited. I'd be kind of wanting to stand up to those Pharisees and tell them a thing or or two. I would not be intimidated or afraid. I would be beheaded. If so, be it that I would sing the praises of my son who was blind, but now he can see. But the Pharisees were so intimidating, so angry. They were the church, you know. Is this your son? They shake him. Yes, it's it's our son. Was he blind? 
Yes, he was blind at birth. Humble, sir. How did he get healed? They'd heard the stories that you were persecuted if you were associated with this man, Jesus. They weren't going to risk it for even their son. Humble, sir, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. He's old enough to speak for himself. Let him speak. And away they ran and left their son alone. Their son of the synagogue. Their son who didn't know how to speak to religious people. Their son who was an outcast now stood before these religious people. And they turned on him. Scriptures say that. The scriptures say they literally turned on him. Don't you think that if you were part of the church and a man who had been in that condition was healed, that you would be rejoicing? That you would be jumping up and down? That the love of God would be in your heart? That you would have compassion? But the Bible says they turned on him. You! You! Tell us! How did it happen? Told you once. I'll tell you again if you like. But you want to hear about him so much? Do you want to be his disciples too? See, something happens when you have an experience. You get a little bold. You start to see truth. And you start to see error. And you start to see the way it should be and the way that it isn't. And something rises up inside of you. I can imagine him standing there thinking, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Maybe you guys would do well to be his disciples because I saw love in him. I felt his hand on my face and I felt power go through me and I felt like I was someone for the first time in my life. You see, a person with an experience is never at the mercy of a person with an argument. And all the Pharisees had was their laws and their rules and their rituals and their arguments. But he'd had an experience. Have you had an experience tonight? Have you experienced God? I was thinking the other day when people ask us, you know, what kind of church do you go to? When you say to people, I go to church. And then you try and think of all the cool things you can say. Uh, our church is kind of modern. I mean, when I say I'm a minister, you know, they're looking at me like, you know, they're looking for the collar. They're just like, and you're a woman, and you're weird. And I'm trying, you know, we, we, and we're a modern church. Uh, we have good music. Uh, there's a lot of funky people there. There's young people. We're not old-fashioned. We're not religious. <sighs> you know, you're trying to think of all the things to say. But, you know, I thought the other day, what would be the best answer you could give someone? See, at my church... We don't just talk about God. 
We don't just sing about God. We don't just learn about God. We experience Him. There's a change. There's an interchange between heaven and earth. And God actually comes. And God actually speaks. And God actually touches us. And He changes us. And every time I walk into that place, I feel His presence. Just like he walked down the street past that blind beggar, he walks past me every day of my life, giving me a new experience every day, a fresh experience in him. Every day I see more of his glory. Every day I see more of him. Because just like that blind beggar, I'm hungry for truth and I hate religion. Why, why, why do you want to know more about him? Do you want to be one of his disciples too? I'll tell you this, said the blind beggar who found himself. I'll tell you this, one thing I know. I don't know, you say he's evil. I don't know if he's good or bad. I don't understand your religious laws, but I know this. I was blind and now I see. I was blind and now I see. And the way I see it is this, and he began to preach to them. This blind beggar who just became somebody, who not only got his eyesight, but got a life. I want to tell you something, Mr. Pharisee, sir. I don't think that God would use anybody like this who didn't worship him and do his will. In fact, I may not know very many things, but I know this, that in the history of the world, there has never been anybody else who could heal a blind man blind since birth. The Pharisees were angry. Get out of here! And he smiled. Person with an experience is never at the mercy of a person with an argument. He turned on his heels, lifted his chin, and thought to himself, I don't need your synagogue. I've found the one who can change my life. And he walked out the door. Jesus heard what had happened to him. And Jesus went looking for him to find him. Do you know what? When you have an experience and then you begin to proclaim and you begin to stand up and to share with your friends, your associates, your work friends, people in the street, people in the supermarket, Jesus is going to run after you and he's going to find you because he wants to partner with you in the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Jesus ran 
He found him. Can you imagine what it felt like for the first time for that blind man to look into the eyes of the one who had saved him? And he looked deep into those beautiful eyes and he realised what it was all about. It's about love. It's about grace. It's about mercy. It's about forgiveness. It's about freedom. It's about new life. And Jesus said to him, do you believe in the Messiah? And tonight he's saying to you, do you believe? Do you believe? You may not be physically blind, but will your spiritual eyes be open tonight to see the King, to look into the eyes of the one who loves you and to know who you are? what your destiny is. And the power of God in you for a hope and a future. He turns to Jesus and said, if I knew who he was, I would believe. I am so free. I'm like a child. I wouldn't be like the Pharisees asking millions of questions, having millions of rules and regulations. If I knew who the Messiah was, I would believe in him right now. Because I trust you. I trust those eyes. I trust that you wouldn't lead me astray. And Jesus turns to him and says, You are speaking with him. And today, you have seen him. I pray that today, you would see him. You may have been a Christian for many, 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 many years. But you need a fresh experience. You need the blindfolds taken off your eyes again to see the Messiah as he really is. Maybe you had an experience a long time ago. But tonight, you need a fresh experience. You need Jesus to walk past you again and stop and let you know who you are and what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Maybe no one's ever told you that you have a destiny, that you have a purpose. Maybe just like that blind man, you've been sitting around just surviving. But tonight, Jesus might speak to you and say, It is for the glory of God, your life, your life. It is for the glory of God. Everything you've gone through, I'll work together for the glory of God. Whatever you've faced, I'll work together for the glory of God. Let's just close our eyes right across this place right here. Father, I ask that you would open eyes, that they would see you. I pray, God, 
For those of us who are spiritually blind, that you would heal our blind eyes. For those of us who have gotten tired and religious and judgmental, that you would soften our hearts and let us remember what the gospel is about. For those of us that have gone to church year after year and found religious experience, but missed out on sitting in the street with Jesus and hearing his intimate voice speak to us. And for those of us who have never even known that Jesus exists, Lord, open our eyes tonight. Open our eyes in Jesus' name.